Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think J.P. Morgan said this, and I'm going to butcher the quote, but the point of this is, is this quote from 120 years ago where he said, nothing causes more angst in a man than watching his neighbor get rich. I'm Wes Moss, and I am here to help a million people retire earlier while enjoying the adventure along the way. To reach that many folks takes the work of more than just me or one person, and I have a fantastic team behind the Retire Sooner podcast, and I've decided to bring them in to help address some of the questions and topics that you've sent us. You're about to hear from my team members with answers that can hopefully help Americans retire sooner and happier. And I'd love for you to be one of them. Let's get started. Well, welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. We've got Robert Sanders here today. He is going to be helping answer some of our questions around what it actually takes whenever you're deciding on what you actually want to invest in. I feel like it's one of those things where... Everybody always wants to tell you like, oh, yeah, just just put all your money in, in the S&P 500, which, you know, like I know that's like a really popular investment theory. Um, there's other people who are like all in on crypto. I don't know how understanding where you actually should be investing at any given time seems like such a confusing and honestly, to some degree, like scary proposition. You know, I mean, it's your savings, it's your life savings. You worked hard for it. Like, do you really want to just throw it in something and hope for the best? Like, how do you actually determine where the best place to put it is? And so Robert Sanders, as the Chief Investment Officer for Capital Investment Advisors, is here with us today to actually talk through some different strategies that people use and then also talk through a little bit of what he typically does um, and some of his favorite things. I'm really excited to have you here today. Thank you. Well, great. I'm happy to be here as well. Yeah, it's going to be good. Well, listen, before we start getting into all of this fun stuff, actually, I guess really related to it, um, one thing that we really have in common is that we are both uh, pretty big bookworms. And I, my favorite thing is to walk over to Robert's office because he has the best collection of books in the office. It's like this really fantastic shelf. I like to steal one and then see one he notices. It turns out it's very immediate. I think like the first time that happened, you were just like, where did this Where did this go? And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, that, that was actually lucky. I, I was looking for a quote from one of the books and uh, and I couldn't find it. Uh, and that's that, the reason. I, did, I didn't actually, I don't do inventory every morning, but that one, I was looking for a quote from the book. Well, it was really um, unfortunate on my part, but yeah. it worked out. I think that was Sapiens. Yes, yes, yes it was. That was that was a really good book. Yes. That was a really good book. Um, some of the other ones I currently still have um, at my house that I really need to return <laughs> are um, a random walk down Wall Street, yes. which actually pertains to this episode. It's and a then oh, that is a really good one. And then consider the lobster, which is like seriously like that has some of the most beautiful language like I've ever read. That's he's he's one of the best. Uh, yeah, especially his short stories. His long form's a little too intense for me, mm-hmm. um, but his short stories are amazing. Um, Wait, what's your favorite one? My favorite short story, it's, I can't remember the name of it, honestly, but it's, um, it's where he's talking, uh, what does he say? A derivative sport in a, in a tornado alley. And he's talking about playing tennis in the Midwest growing up. And it's just, it, it, one, I was a tennis player growing up. 
um, for most of my life. So that story, talking about how his mind worked in such a mathematical fashion that he would play the wind and be able to do the angles and judge the wind and win matches based on uh, playing in the plains of Iowa. I, I didn't know that was an option. Uh, most people aren't that good at tennis. <laughs> I'm me included. He was a, he was a David Foster Wallace is who we're talking about, um, but he was a very high level junior tennis player. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Well, so yeah, he was like a very multi talented kind of individual. Then yeah, a, I didn't realize he was so good at sports. Amazing writer. Like, mm-hmm. and didn't, didn't he do something else before? Yeah, well, his best talent may have been math. Oh yeah, there you go. I think he. I, I may be wrong about this, but I think he had a PhD in like theoretical mathematics. Some people, some people just got it all. It's amazing. Yeah, he had other issues, but yeah, anyway. Yeah, um, and it's but amazing, amazing book, amazing book. Um, yeah, and then I, I, uh, I like to as much as I have your books, I do distinctly remember handing you at the beginning of the pandemic. I, um, I reached towards one of my favorite books of all time, which is World War Z. It actually is like you know this whole book about the zombie apocalypse, um, mm-hmm. but it actually is really entertaining because it mirrored a lot of what we saw back in uh, the beginning of 2020. And so I remember handing that to you and saying, like, you should read this. But did, did you ever get around to it? I'm sad to admit, no, I did not. Um, that's not clearly, it's not a, a direct indictment of your choice. Um, it's more somehow COVID impaired my reading volume. I don't really know why. That seems odd that we were locked in the house and I've read less probably in the last 18 months than I haven't, or, or yeah, than maybe any 18 month period since I started reading. Oh, interesting. Well, what are you doing instead? Yeah, I've, uh, I think like many of us at the beginning of COVID, we turned to maybe food as an outlet or I, I'm not food and stress. Maybe I'm not really sure, but either way I, uh, I put on some unnecessary pounds. And so Ooh, then I, so yeah. I've started, I've started trying to improve my life through some exercise and things like that. And since I am not a runner, walking is my method of choice, which nice. tends to take much longer. So mm. it's, it's killed some of my time um, for reading. I've still read some. I read some John Le Care novels um, and read some, some other finance things that are a little more esoteric. But mm. it's, um, it's been few and far between. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, you know, it's still there. That's yeah. awesome. That's a, good, that's a good way to spend your time. Mm. You know, happy retirees love walking. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it, it's, it's become cathartic for me. That's real. That's real. I, I get that. All right. Well, listen, let's, uh, let's dive into some things. So I, I do want to, I want to sort of start a little bit broad, if that's okay. Because I feel like, you know, you hear chief investment officer and mm-hmm. I, I in my mind, all I, I don't really know exactly what that means, even even though I've like worked with you forever, right? I just sort of know if I have a question about the stock market or investments or like anything, if I need a definition or if I need to know, like you know, you're the person that I do turn to. Whatever, I'm like, where where should I put my money right now? Mm-hmm. I've definitely asked you that before. Um, where anyway, I, can you define for our audience what uh, what exactly is it that you do? What does a typical day look like? What would you? How would you define this role? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of different facets, but overall, it's it's um it's kind of setting the investment style for capital investment advisors and and giving a macro outlook on where we view pockets of opportunity, maybe um, uh, areas where where the things tend to be stretched, um, and then allocating capital within those. And you know, we run customized portfolios, so we don't we don't run models. Um, but the general direction of the firm or the investment philosophy is run from uh, primarily from me and uh, our, our head research analyst, Connor Miller. But 
on a on a what do I do data basis. It's in the mornings. It's funny I said I didn't read, but yeah, almost every morning I spend an hour or two reading either the news or um, research from our uh, our research partners, and that helps me frame the investing world from a macro lens. Okay. So in turn, hang on, can can we define macro a little bit more? Because you know you keep saying like you know like looking at the macro look for opportunity. Like, are you Mm -hmm. saying that you're looking at like the larger sectors? How I mean, if you are, um, if you're one of these listeners, right, and you're looking to figure out, okay, I want to start researching to figure out like where I want to start investing my money. Should they start on that macro level? Is that like the best place to go? And if so, like, what do you, can you define that a little yeah, bit? Yeah. So I guess what I mean from a macro level for us, since we're a multi-asset income firm, um, I look at the different areas that we invest in, whether that's uh, stocks, whether that's closed in funds, whether that's bonds and within bonds, you've got investment grade, you've got U.S. treasuries, you've got high yield. And then if you run to some of our alternatives, you're talking REITs or MLPs, but that's probably too nuanced. For the average investor, um, I would probably start on a macro level. Where do we think the economy is? And then where do we think the stock market is from a valuation perspective? Mm-hmm. And and what I mean by that is if if the economy, if you think the economy is on good footing and you you have faith that we can continue that, which is hard to do because predictions are tough especially about the future yeah it's um, weird how you know you can have a um a great idea of what's going to be happening in six months from now and yet for some reason it never seems to play out exactly like you think never not at all so that's that's the reason we we like to basically we have our style of investing income investing we do love our income investing. it's income investing across the board we don't view so a lot of people view risk in today's world as volatility, which basically mm-hmm. means how much a stock or bond moves up and down in price over a given, a given period of time. Okay. We don't see that. We view risk as permanent loss of capital. And so what we're looking for day in and day out is a bond or a stock or a partnership that pays consistent income that will pay that through any given period. So even if COVID happens... We want the income to still be there and we can handle the volatility in the price because we know over time that'll, that will be level to, to generally upward sloping, but your income's there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I feel like what we've always said is like, you know, we're trying to generate the steady paycheck for retirees, mm-hmm. right? That's, That's like right. really like what we, like this whole firm does. So so your job is to go in and make sure that our folks are invested in in assets that we don't have to like, while they might not continue to grow exponentially, they might not have huge growth. They aren't going to necessarily go away at any given point. We're not going to see, you know, like I... Ideally, obviously, we have no control yes. over things, but um, so our our goal is really to just like have that safety net for our clients. That's right. Our our number one goal is to make sure that the income that whatever investment you know you've made, the income from that investment, will continue over time. And ideally, you'd like that to grow over time. 
And so, you know, I went through, I'd have to, I wish I had this in front of me, but I don't, but I went through our, our largest 50 stocks at CIA from January 31st, 2019, the income they were paying and then ran it out to January 31st, 2020. So basically went through COVID. We had two companies cut and that was it. Wait, two, that we changed? Two companies cut their dividend. Cut their dividend. Okay, hang on, because that's two different things. Hang on. So we didn't, we'd remove them from our top 50. Nope. They just, do, like, there's two, only two out two, of the 50? Two, and most of them raised, yes. So we had 50 holdings. And if you look back to 2019, you're saying that only two of those holdings, to today when we're recording, like, early November of 2021, only two of those holdings actually cut their dividends. Yes, and since then, those two have reinstated. So... The, the point here is not that, you know, we're excellent stock pickers or geniuses or anything like that. The point is we, we focus all of our efforts to make sure that the companies or the investments we make have the cash flow and the balance sheets to withstand difficult times. And if there's ever been a difficult time, I think COVID is that difficult time. All right. Well, then help me understand. This is, this is really, I think, what I kind of want to get to the meat of today is, I, you know, you're saying that we, you identify these companies where you feel good about the cash flow, you mm -hmm. feel good about like their business operations, you feel good about, you know, the consistency of this holding. How do you find those folks? Yeah. So, so the easiest way would be a screen and you can do that on Yahoo Finance. Um, you could do that through something we use that it's a little more um, Bloomberg little, Terminal, a little more expensive. It's ah, Bloomberg Terminal. I want to go into that, but, but we'll you don't. But you don't need a Bloomberg Terminal. You can do this on Yahoo. There's probably other ways to do this via via a quick Google search, but you can screen for parameters, and so you could take the universe of you know thousands of stocks and screen it down to what you would like to see, and you know maybe a 200 show up, and then you whittle that down. But the idea is to take a broad set of companies and put in things that are very important to you. And some, look. Well, and what, what should be important to you? Then? Well, that depends, right? Oh, and, so for I, CIA okay. or for capital investment advisors, what's important to us is consistent income. Mm -hmm. So we're not looking for the, the exponential growth companies that, that may be a small company that we believe is going to be huge in the future. There's nothing wrong with that investment approach. It's just not what we do. I do want to still talk through it, though, because okay. there might be listeners who who do want to take that mm -hmm. approach. Because you can take a, a ton of different approaches. So you're saying the, the most important thing is to maybe identify the strategy that you want to chase and then from there filter down based on some parameters? Yes, that's, that's exactly right. So what, okay. we, what we focus on, like we've said at the beginning, is consistent income. And for us, that means identifying companies that pay income that we think can pay higher income over time, and then can handle pretty reasonably sized levels of stress to that business and continue to pay your income. Okay. And, and some factors in there would be your balance sheet, would be your cash flow, would be your debt levels, and would be your valuation. And those are the things we focus on. And that's our style. We're sticking to it. We may change uh, inputs into that style over time, but we're never changing that style. This episode brought to you by Capital Investment Advisors. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. If you chase styles, you can get you can get yourself in trouble. No, that makes sense. Well, can we let's? So when you say chase styles, can you? What do you mean? Like you shouldn't like switch styles often, or you should be thoughtful in the style that you choose. 
No, I mean you shouldn't switch. Uh, you should definitely be thoughtful in the style you choose to make sure it aligns with your goals, your investing goals. But what I mean by chasing styles is let's say there's a period where income investing or value investing is is underperforming the S&P 500 or underperforming growth investing. The worst thing I think you can do is when a certain style is underperforming is switch to the other style. Because one of the most powerful forces on the planet is mean reversion. And the minute you switch, if it reverts to the mean and the style you switch to starts to underperform, you get hit twice. Remind people what reversion to the mean means. Reversion to the mean is just is simply if the... It, let's um, let's think of a good example here. Uh, okay, a baseball player. If a baseball player has has batted 250, or you know, gets a hit one in every four times over the course of his career, but over a one month period starts batting 500, gets a hit one every two times, you can make a pretty reasonably sized wager that in the next month that 500 is going to trend lower. Oh, because there's a large enough set of data out there that this is a 250 hitter. Okay. And so conversely, if that hitter goes 0 for 12, you could reasonably assume that over the next 12, that may be too short of a sample size, but you get my point. Over the next 12 at bats, it would trend higher. Okay. Because once you have that long data set, you can kind of trend line where it is. And when people go above that, they're going to come back down. People go below, they're going to come back up. Same thing with investing styles. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So I understand what you mean when you say you don't want to chase different styles. Can you can you walk us through some examples of what these different styles are that people might want to consider? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so value is a style, and that's mm-hmm. that's probably the style we lean to most, which which means companies that aren't um, that aren't expensive. And there's a lot of ways to define value, and everyone does it differently. But just think if you think of a price to earnings multiple or a PE multiple, essentially they trade it lower than the market. Um, another style would be growth. And again, all these definitions vary, but growth simplistically is a company with higher levels of revenue growth than other companies. They may not even have any earnings. So their PE could be irrelevant or, or very elevated, but investors don't care. Okay. So, um, and, and just to like clarify for, for listeners too, PE, price to earnings mm-hmm. ratio. So you're saying like literally for growth, it's not about what they're making at the time. It's just literally like the, the possibility of what they could make in the future. That's right. And, and a, a good example always is um, like a small biotech company that may have a revolutionary new drug that could cure, you know, some disease. They have no earnings right now. They're not making any, any cash flow. There's no dollars coming out of the business and it requires heavy research and development cost. But if the scientists figure it out, the upside is enormous. That's just one example. But growth companies tend to be things that have uh, very low levels of um, earnings and and high levels of either potential or revenue growth. All right. So that's value and growth. What else you got for us? There's momentum. Um, momentum is actually more of a, of a technical investing style. So there's two kinds of broader pictures there. There's technical investing and there's fundamental investing. Um, we tend to be fundamental investors to actually look at the financials of a company, whereas technical investors look at 
trend lines and moving day averages and and some other um, some other pictures. That's probably that's probably not the right way to say that, <laughs> but charts? that is what it is. Charts, yeah. They look at charts, and so a momentum factor is essentially taking a chart. And oh. so we we tend to not do that. It's looking at the price of a security, mm -hmm. and if it has strong momentum and it's going up, the theory is you buy it and it will continue to go up. And it, oh. it, it works over time. It's just not the way we look at the world. There's no right or wrong answer here. Yeah. It's just not the way we look at it. Yeah, actually, and just to take a second and take a step back, yeah, is there, is there anything you would consider a, a bad investment choice or it's for style or is that simply just is it just there's a million different styles in the same way there's a million different types of food and you know well i again i, I go back to the mean reversion explanation if you pick a style that's been proven to work over time such as momentum such as value such as growth i think you're okay if someone came to you with a style that said you know here's my four-year-old throwing a dart at a dartboard and depending on where it hits so no we're not going to do that but, but yes, if you take a proven style with the data to back it up, I have no problem with it. Um, okay. But it just, I, I want to, you know, there's some craziness in the world right now. You know, and there might be a style now on, on, I think you said it, Wall Street Bets or Reddit. That's probably not a style I would be too inclined to do. It doesn't mean it can't work in the short term, but in the long term, I'm going to assume that could end poorly. <laughs> I think I think a lot of the people on there would probably agree with you. <laughs> they, they might. I've never been on there. Uh, well, but hey, look, I, I like I, to troll those boards. It's quite entertaining. Yeah, I'm sure it is. And it, look, it's working in the short term. Yeah, there you go. I, well, for some of those folks, yeah, it's kind of amazing. Mm -hmm. I will say it's one of those things where it's easy to uh, feel like you've got you know, some folks who are like hitting it out of the park and doing an amazing job and say like, you know, you get that, that, what is it? The FOMO, the FOMO. There's, fear a, lot of missing of, out. there's a lot of FOMO. Yeah. And I feel like, but what's interesting is I feel like that's not exclusive to there. It's not exclusive. It, the markets right now just sort of, uh, I, I guess the markets always sort of lend themselves to FOMO, don't they? Always. I think JP Morgan said this. He said there, there uh, and I'm going to butcher the quote, but the point of this is, is this quote from 120 years ago where he said there, uh, Nothing causes more angst in a man than watching his neighbor get rich, oh, and that's a and good one. and that's not a that's not verbatim, but you it's something that's the gist of it. And the reality is, this has been around forever. Euphorias have been around since you know the beginning of time. There, the tulip mania was in the 1600s. This, the, things like this have always existed. It's not unique to 2021. As part of the Retire Sooner Network, obviously we are all about happiness and lifestyle. It's not we know that it's about so much more than just money and investing, though obviously you've got to get those fundamental pieces right. But knowing that and knowing that there's so much more to life, you gotta you gotta tell us what is what is something that has made you happy recently? What is something fun? Oh my gosh, it, Robert Sanders makes a fantastic Harry Potter. He dressed up recently with his two daughters at school and volunteered. And y'all, I got to tell you, I saw the pictures and I was like, yes, this is a dad who gets it. Yes, that was that was interesting. I, I realized two things there. One, uh, if your daughters ask you to do something that you normally wouldn't do, just say yes, because it's going to make them very happy. And, and two, um, not a lot of men volunteer at uh, lower schools, apparently. But uh, I was I was the one dad there, which was kind of made me a little sad, but um, but also happy because my my kids were just ecstatic to see me there. Another thing that's made me happy recently, I, I um, the Braves were in the World Series. I'm sure some of you have heard they won for the first time since 1995, and my dad took me when I was 10 years old in 91 or 92. 
And so I was able to take him this year and it was, uh, they actually won and it was very, um, I don't know the word, it sounds sentimental, but very special to me, to him. That, so, is, that is really special. Yeah. That is really special. I yeah. love that. That's awesome. Right, well, listen, thank you so much for your time here today. This is exactly, this is a really interesting, really loved this conversation. And I feel like I, I've learned something. So I hope, I hope our listeners have too. Perfect. Well, I enjoyed chatting. I know I've learned a lot today. So I am so grateful that Robert was able to join us and, and teach us a little bit more about, first off, what goes into digging into some of these investments and finding what's appropriate, choosing your style of investing. I, I got to dig into the few of those a little bit more. It's, it's interesting, this idea of, fundamental versus technical. And then of course, you know, setting your parameters once you figure out what you want and not chasing different styles. That was that was a great takeaway, I think. But I hope you all enjoyed this and you're able to use this information to reach your retirement goals maybe a little bit sooner. Remember, you can always find our team and send in your questions at westmoss.com. That's W-E-S-M-O-S-S.com. You can also find us on YouTube and Instagram. We have the Retire Sooner podcast on both of those. And then you can also reach us at Facebook and Twitter if you just look up Westmoss. This podcast is provided to you as a resource for informational purposes only and is not to be viewed as investment advice or recommendations. This information is being presented without consideration of the investment objectives, risk tolerance, or financial circumstances of any specific investor and might not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to and should not form a primary basis for any investment decision that you may make. Always consult your own legal, tax, or investment advisor before making any investment or financial planning considerations. Please refer to the full disclosure in the podcast description for any additional information.